I'm gonna make this a little window in the corner and then I'm gonna make my notes smaller and then we're gonna talk about James's fucking hairdryer. Girl, my eyes and girl, my mind It never stops after it's dark Cause you're a girl, a girl, a girl The girl in my What time is it? It's girl time. It's girl time. It's girl time. Hi, welcome to From Rushers with Love. My name is Maggie. My name is Ashton. Oh, and I'm Haley. I don't know about you guys. I have not slept in the last week. My notes are really vague. Now I'm going to have a really fun time trying to remember literally anything that happened in this episode. So this week we've watched Big Time Break. I was about to say a fact about it, but I don't know any. We're still in season one. It was directed by Paul Lazarus, who is a Dartmouth grad, apprentice with the Royal Shakespeare Company, directed episodes of Psych, Ugly Betty, Everybody Loves Raymond, Baywatch, Friends, 90210, Pretty Little Liars, directed Joseph King of Dreams, and also this episode of Big Time Rush. What are you doing, buddy? <laughs> Why are you here? And it was written by Lazar Sarek. He directed Big Time Bad Boy. And luckily, my DVD copy of this has a special feature called Big Time Break with Trivia Option. So I got some great trivia facts <laughs> for you guys as we go through this episode. Thank God. Just to kind of set the stage for the episode, this episode explores some deep themes of police brutality and gender expression. Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's a it's a serious one, guys. <laughs> yeah. But it starts with the boys sitting by the poolside wearing some fun hats. I have trivia fact number one. Are you guys ready? Please. Already? Yeah. This is a real working pool with a complete filtration system. That's fact number one. And then we get a couple of more facts <laughs> over the next several seconds. We learn that the shallow end is 3.5 feet deep and the deep end is 5 feet. So we can add some math into that bullshit math. Fartology. Fartology. Fuck that. Um, it was also built by the same builder who built the Melrose Place pool. Maybe he built the Friends Fountain. Ooh. That would be a better fact than this Melrose Place pool. I didn't have trivia turned on, so my first bullet point is just hats! Yeah, mine too! <laughs> There's two cowboy hats and one fedora. Guess who has the fedora? Kendall. It's Kendall. Apparently that's his thing. Gross. Were fedoras evil yet? I don't think so. They're all laying on those lounge lounge chairs by the pool, and they have the hats over their faces. Every time they talk, they share something that the others have heard many times before and are met with, WE KNOW! I need to talk about how Logan thinks raspberry seeds ruin a smoothie and talks about it all the time, because now whenever I drink a smoothie, I think about the raspberry seeds <laughs> and how much they suck. And I mean, he's You right. know what I think ruins a smoothie? Logan's commentary. This is where I got trivia fact number two. In real life, Kendall was born in Wichita, Kansas. <laughs> Why was that where 
So put- at the very beginning, at least, when they put these trivia facts, it's like when one of the boys starts to talk, they'll like put a random fact about them up there that has nothing to do with what they're talking about. So that was Kendall's. And they're spending too much time together, and they all hate each other. <laughs> and then Carlos yells, split up! And they fucking sprint out of the pool. They like leap <laughs> over their chairs. So they all end up at the apartment at exactly the same time. And they're upset about it. And trivia fact number three is that the boys live in apartment 2J. <laughs> we knew that. They say that so many times! This is not a deep cut. Some of these are, if you are looking at the screen, you would know this fact. (laughs) The third time they split up, they all end up at Rock Records. And then they see Gustavo. Well, first, I have some trivia facts. There's so much trivia. (laughs) Guys, I told you. During the intro song, we find out that also shot on Paramount stages are the original Mission Impossible TV show and Mork and Mindy. Big Time Rush is the first live-action series on Nick to shoot tapeless. All the HD footage is stored on hard drives. Ooh. (laughs) The last fact of the intro is that the guys are called Big Time Rush. A rush (laughs) is a hockey term. So this is fun trivia if this is the only episode of Big Time Rush you've ever watched. Trivia. The Rock Records building is on the Paramount Studio Backlot New York set. It's in New York?! No, I think it's the set that they have that looks like New York City, is what I'm guessing. Oh, okay. They didn't give me any other information. That's the whole fact. I mean, that makes much more sense. I just want to highlight Gustavo in tennis gear is the only time... It's not a tennis racket, though. Oh, is it squash? I think... Well, maybe. It looks kind of like a badminton racket. I know it's not racquetball and it's not tennis, and I couldn't think of any other racket sports. Counterpoint, the heading in my notes is Gustavo Tennis Racket. <laughs> I, I'll, I'll take that. <laughs> okay. But anyway, this is the only time we're going to see Gustavo this episode. He says, dogs, I'm taking the day off. I'm starting to hate all of you. And they say, <laughs> we hate you too. <laughs> Trivia, Gustavo calls the boys dogs because of his famous quote, he could turn a dog into a pop star. Continuity. After Gustavo says he hates all of them, they're all like, yeah, we hate you too. And Carlos goes, yeah, tons of hate. (laughs) Trivia, James is the only one wearing (laughs) flip-flops. Okay. (laughs) This is how we need to start signing off, though. I'm starting to hate you guys. We hate you too. Tons Tons of of hate. hate. What I like about this scene is that it's one where Gustavo and the dogs are, like, exactly on the exact same vibe, and it's super chill, Mm -hmm. and he's not, like, mad at them. They just hate each other, but he's not mad at them. (laughs) So then he tells him to split up again. Oh, trivia. Logan was the first guy to audition for Gustavo. (laughs) What? (laughs) I think it's talking about in big time audition. He was the first boy to go up on stage. (laughs) (laughs) I want that to mean the other way that I thought that it meant it. I thought that you meant that Logan Henderson was the first person to audition for the role of Gustavo. (laughs) That's so funny. But anyway, they they split up again, and they show up at the apartment, and I was really hoping that Gustavo was also going to show up at the apartment for the bit and then run away, but he didn't, which is very disappointing. Yeah, no, he's just gone. So Kendall goes, I call pool alone. He puts on sunglasses. Stay away from me. (laughs) Trivia. Kendall was the real talent Gustavo wanted to sign. I thought it was gonna. I thought you meant Kendall was the real talent that Nickelodeon wanted, and the other three are just some guys. No, we know that he was only cast like two weeks before the pilot aired or whatever. We know this fact. 
I paid a lot of attention to all of Kendall's mannerisms in this episode because he is so, like, over-the-top cartoony. Yeah. Yeah. It's very fun. It's Sometimes it's fun, but the things he's doing are terrible. I have written a lot in my notes, just the caption, Kendall is terrible. <laughs> yeah, I was distracting myself from the horrible things he was doing by paying attention to how goofy he was doing them. Uh, I, I'm so jealous you could get there. James decides he has to start his acting career, and he has his headshots. He's holding up his hot, greasy mechanic headshot, I believe. Trivia, James played Shane on the iCarly episode, I Saw Him First. Have you guys seen that yes. episode? Yeah. Yes, yeah. that's the yeah. one where they both date the same guy. Yeah. And it ends with him in a coma. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> he falls down an elevator shaft. <laughs> that was his first role? Yes. Kendall's first role was as young Fraser. Obsessed with that one. See, the show doesn't give us that fact. I know. That would have been such a better fact. Do they not think people who bought the DVD of Big Time Rush Season 1 have seen Frasier? They don't think we've seen Frasier, but they do think that we've seen Melrose Place. Logan picks up a book called Math is Hot, and he's going to a lecture by the gorgeous math genius Phoebe Nashi, who combines his two favorite things, girls and math. Trivia, Logan is the only one with a learner's permit. I thought hockey was also a thing that Logan enjoyed. Not anymore. So Phoebe Nashi, I never picked up on this, and it's my new favorite trivia fact. She is named after the Italian mathematician Leonardo Fibonacci. She's named Ooh. Phoebe Nashi, like the <gasps> Fibonacci sequence. Oh my god! And that made me really, really happy. Nice. Did you get that from the episode, or... Did you have to find that out? I got it from the episode. That's actually the first good okay. fact that they've given us. So the next person who has to talk is Carlos. And immediately as he starts talking, the TV pops up with another trivia fact. After <laughs> Carlos Pena dislikes ketchup in real life. Good for him. And then it also tells us about his Ned's Declassified role as King B. Yes. So Carlos doesn't know what he's going to do. He takes the book from Logan to look at it and then chucks it back at him and says, I'm going to be responsible. <laughs> <laughs> he goes to do his little patented helmet two-time pat, but it's not there. So he just hits his own head and that's not the same thing. So he's looking everywhere for it. And then he climbs up through the swirly slide from the bottom in case it's in there. Trivia, Carlos requested the swirly slide for the apartment. And Carlos goes, Logan, it's not up here. Help me find it. And Logan <laughs> gives him a thumbs up and goes, ha no, gives him a thumbs down and then runs out of the apartment. So Carlos goes, who's going to help me find my helmet? And the door opens. It doesn't open. It gets kicked off of his hinges. Yes, by his dad. Trivia, Eric Estrada plays Officer Garcia. He's best known for his role as Officer Ponch Poncharella on the 70s TV show Chips. So it thinks we also watch Chips. <laughs> So Carlos's father, who is a, a police officer, breaks down the door of 2J. Um, don't know who's going to pay for that. Um, he had no reason to do so. But he kicks it down. Uh, they never explain what he's doing there. He missed his boy. So over at the poolside, Kendall's off being terrible. <laughs> so he's crouching behind the planter, but he's not wearing a tree hat. He's just kind of holding a small very fake leaf, like, kind of near his face. <laughs> Trivia, Katie is a whiz at five-card stud, because Katie's here now. In the original unaired pilot of the show, Katie's character was an older sister to Kendall. Hey, guess what? I already talked about that in episode one. <laughs> this trivia's bad. 
You know who else is bad? Kendall. Yes. So Katie finds Kendall spying on Joe and is like, I see you're spying on Joe. (laughs) (laughs) And he tries to deny it. But in a terrible way, he says, I'm not spying. I'm secretly observing her from afar, as if that's better. So much worse, Kendall. I hate him. Like a good sibling, Katie (laughs) physically shoves Kendall. She just shoves him out from behind the planter and yells, hey, Joe. And then he's just there exposed right in front of her. (laughs) Not exposed like that. No, not in that way. He's fully clothed. Trivia, Joe is a huge fan of ice dancing, boba tea, and romantic vampire novels. I thought you were going to say trivia, Kendall is wearing clothes. (laughs) So, yeah, they mention how Joe already has a boyfriend. And he's like, well, I'm not going to ask her out because she already has a boyfriend. That would be bad, right? But Katie's, I guess, is supporting this potential relationship. Okay, also the way that he says it is... It would be wrong of me to go after a girl who's already taken. Not, she has blatantly expressed zero interest in me. (laughs) That's why girls lie about having boyfriends. Yep. Or she's a closeted lesbian, which is the other theory. Have we gotten our listeners on that Joe Neal shit yet? Probably not yet. Guys, get on this. This podcast supports Joe Neal. What is harder for me to support for reasons as we will continue to expound on in this episode is Kendall, who is now talking to Joe, and he starts out pretty normal. (laughs) I can't support Kendall talking. Absolutely not, because he starts normal. (laughs) Like, I had the day off, and I thought we could hang out, and then Joe, you know, is like, you know, I have a boyfriend, because she can tell that he's being a weird teenage boy Mm -hmm. who likes her he's not quite flailing his arms but he's really overemphasizing all of his hand motions and that might be because he's trying to like cover up for feeling awkward or whatever but it just comes off so cartoonish Mm -hmm. and then she says that she was just about to head to the gym and she could use a training partner would you like to come and kendall's like yes (laughs) i mean sure like he tries to make it smooth the way he hunches forward it's so desperate scary boy then he tries to play it cool like what are we doing Weights, cardio, judo, as she slams him to the floor, and I love her. Joe is amazing. Trivia, judo is a Japanese martial art. Trivia, this is the gym at the Paramount lot. Trivia, Joe's a black belt, which you can see from the black belt that she is wearing on screen. (laughs) Thanks, Nickelodeon. So Kendall's trying to make conversation as he's getting his ass kicked. Like, yeah, you're a singer, right? Which we never, Which we never hear her sing. She's an Maybe actress. she started out as one, but... And then she was like, I'd rather act. And then she moved to the Palmwoods and saw how other singers behave and was like, <laughs> no. <laughs> Kendall asks Joe if she sings as good as she fights. And then Joe knocks him over again. It's like, do you sing as good as you fall? He pulls her up and their faces are really close. They have like a moment and then they're just staring at each other and then Joe goes, boyfriend! (laughs) Kendall, as they're standing with their faces very close to each other and like grasping hands, he goes, I could do this all day. Which is, that's a (laughs) a line from Captain America, the first Avenger. So wait, wait. No, but that movie came out more than a calendar year after this episode aired. <gasps> so I like to think this is the inspiration <laughs> for Chris Evans and that whole franchise. It was. Which eventually... Wait, this means we can blame Kendall Schmidt for Endgame. Not the Russos? Oh, uh, they also suck, but 
I know what Kendall looks like, and I can, like, get mad at his face. <laughs> I don't know who the Bruce is. Like, I don't know their deal. Joe looks very satisfied with herself as she kicks Kendall's ass, which is very good. So now we're in the Palmwoods lobby, and Camille is coming. Trivia fact, that's Erin Sanders. She starred in the hit show Zoe 101. Camille has a diamond nose ring in her fake witch nose. Cool. As she's walking in, she says, Ear of bat and spleen of toad, I'll turn you into a... And then gets cut off, and I want to know what the rest of the (gasps) spell was. Okay, let's do this. It has to rhyme with toad. I'll turn you into a... Chode. Freaking chode. <laughs> that, that's it. That's <laughs> did it. That's what James is thinking about. He's James actually is, not thinking. He's, he's acting <laughs> like he's thinking. Camille's telling James about how acting is about more than just being pretty. And he says, I know, but it's also about... Washboard abs! Check it! Ooh, ooh, ooh. Thank you. And we do see his abs. Like a close-up. Too close many up. times. Several seconds of washboard abs. Yeah, it's a long time. Camille's response to this is not bad. I love that she's just completely unfazed by James's prettiness and wants to go for Logan. That's it. <laughs> I'm, I'm obsessed with the Camille-James friendship. It's, it's yes, amazing. It's so pure and like I just love them so much together. They're so chaotic. Yes. Anything <laughs> could happen. Camille is thriving on the fact that like James is too dumb to call her on any of the ridiculous things that she does. Has she ever slapped him? I don't know if she has. I don't think so. I think she just... He's too pretty, and she knows this. Kendall, very slappable face. Yeah. Logan, <laughs> very slappable face. <laughs> that's that's Kendall Schmidt's actual face. No. <laughs> so James wants Camille to teach him her expert acting ways. Camille welcomes James to um, the Camille Academy of Dramatic Arts and invites him to go to an audition with her for a show called Witches of Rodeo Drive. I've been dying to talk about this next scene with Logan. (laughs) Don't love where his subplot goes overall, but this scene... Logan's so cute in this scene. I know. So just like a combination of sleep deprivation and (laughs) stress and watching it really late at night after not having eaten anything. I was falling (laughs) off of the couch physically. (laughs) Every single thing that happened in this scene, I was like, this is the funniest thing that's ever happened in the show. No, this is the funniest thing. No, this just like hit after hit. I was so Logan arrives at the all girls school. (laughs) There's a cardboard cutout of Phoebe and she's sitting on the top of the steps like to let everyone know she's speaking and he boops her nose and then he walks in and he disappears for two seconds and then there's a siren noise and a female security guard physically carries him back outside because it's an all-girls school and he can't be there but he has a ticket and the security guard is like i don't care you're not a girl and Logan says that he doesn't think Phoebe Nishi would appreciate her talking to him like that. And so she takes the cutout and stands behind it and uses it to make her point. And then before he can give a rebuttal, she starts physically hitting him with it until he falls 
backwards over the railing into the bushes. Now, it really elevated the scene for me was trivia fact. This is actually a restaurant on the Paramount lot. And also in the background, that's the California <laughs> state flag. <laughs> uh, also, Logan is wearing a backpack in this scene, which is the backpack that he didn't have during Big Time School of Rock when he was actually going to school. <laughs> I'm just so mad. They just really, really wanted it to be Logan that had the book thrown at him so he couldn't have a backpack. He just has that sort of face. He has a face you want to throw a book at. (laughs) That's so true. Oh, man. I know we have like a Carlos concussion count. How many times does Logan just get (laughs) beat up? (laughs) We actually should probably count that because he got annihilated so many times in the photo shoot episode alone. How is he still alive? He's He's not. He's a ghost. Okay. Um, So how fired is this security guard, though? Not at all. No, they love that there. That's their whole deal. Oh, yeah, I guess. Spoiler. If she attacked a girl like that, would it be okay? Or would they be like, hey, no. I think in the Big Time Rush universe, security guards can do whatever they want. Because in the Big Time photo shoot episodes, remember when they throw Mrs. Knight onto the rolling... Uh, Yeah. Yeah. And then they just, like, shove her all the way down the hallway to hit the wall on the other end. That's not something you are allowed to do to people. (laughs) (laughs) And so security guards are the most powerful members of society, and hockey players are oppressed, is what we've learned. Yeah. Speaking of officers of the law... Well, we we can't skip... Kendall being terrible. It's a really quick interlude of him being bad. Um, he's hanging out with Joe, who has the smoothie and is drinking her own smoothie, as you do. And Kendall takes a straw out of his shirt pocket and puts it into the smoothie and starts drinking it, which is something that no one has ever done, ever. And she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, yeah, yeah, right. You have a boyfriend, right? And then he throws <laughs> he throws the straw and it he just litters. Kendall. I don't even do that on dates. Right. It's just a weird thing. He had his own personal straw that he brought from home. Did he just go with her and she got a smoothie and he just didn't get a smoothie? He just took a straw and was like, maybe I'll tempt this maneuver. Back at 2J, which the trivia has informed us, <laughs> is the number of their apartment. They cannot find Carlos's helmet still, so they officially deem it stolen. They, like, destroyed the entire apartment looking for this thing. <laughs> Carlos slams the fridge door and screams, This stinks! at the top of his lungs. <laughs> He's so mad. Carlos asks him, like, please try not to go overboard this time. So we're treated to a little scene of Officer Garcia verbally terrorizing some young children. This is a flashback. I should clarify. I don't think we did. I don't think we did either. But they're trying to figure out who stole Carlos's purple ice pop. And he's yelling at them to confess. And then he's so scary that one of the little boys who has purple all over his mouth, uh, maybe... That was him. We we don't actually know because we never got any evidence. Yeah, he passes out and then he goes, yeah, he did it. Sir. Well, he has gone to sensitivity training nine times, which he also says in this scene. So yeah, that's that's a fun theme for a Nickelodeon TV show. Thanks. All Carlos dads are bastards. <laughs> uh, okay, can we talk about James's abs again? <laughs> please, please. 
I don't usually want to, but... Right, why is this the least awful part of this episode? <laughs> I don't know. But Camille's got him dressed in um, a wizard costume now. It's very good. It's amazing. It's so cheap. Hers is so well done. Like, she has a fake nose, and she got him a dollar store wizard hat and a cape that's too short. <laughs> and he's upset that he can't show off his washboard abs in it. Guess what? Trivia. James has over a dozen headshots. And his collection continues to grow, dot, dot, dot. Over a dozen? <laughs> we can make a calendar. <laughs> yes. But my favorite one is, should I be athletic dog walker or confused astronaut? <laughs> the confused astronaut really is astronaut. peak. <laughs> it's peak. And <laughs> space matador. About the athletic dog trainer one, though. Trivia. The dog in the picture is executive producer Scott Fellows' Labradoodle Dodger. He just let James take a picture with his dog? (laughs) Yeah. I would. No, there's like five dogs in this episode because earlier, Lightning, the TV Wonder Dog, I have to say this, Lightning, the TV Wonder Dog, was being chased by female fans. I think that's what we learned is that he's just a big player and I hate that. (laughs) I hate Terrible, terrible television show. Yeah, so Camille wants him to show her evil. So he starts trying to do like an evil growl, a sound which turns into his enthused laughing as he pulls up his shirt again and shows off his abs. <laughs> Trivia, this is the second time we see James's abs in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, James. <laughs> and so she tells him that, it's like, pretend that guy over there broke your lucky comb. And then James, he does that little James shriek. He's like, oh! This is actually a good trivia fact. In the scripts, James's high-pitched screams are referred to as mini-screams. So now <laughs> now I know what to call them, and it's official, and we can just say James does a mini-scream, and everyone will know what we that. mean. So James walks over there and goes, hey, and throws his hat on the ground. And the guy starts standing up, and he turns out to be like seven and a half feet tall. Trivia, is this guy standing on an apple box, or is he really that tall? <gasps> That's not true! Do they tell you? Because then that's not... They're, like, hinting at maybe it's a trivia effect, but we don't know. That's, that's not what trivia is. I guess <laughs> having someone yell hey at you is enough reason to beat them up. He did look pretty aggressive. Yeah, but still, you don't stand up and be like, hey, what the fuck, dude? Like, what do you want? And, like, you do, like, a pose, like, like you want to fight? He just beats him up immediately. That's true. He didn't even, like, he didn't lay hands on him at all. He just threw his own hat on the ground behind him. James is being beat up, and then it culminates <laughs> in him being stuffed into a vending machine. And he's got, like, the stupid spirally candy holder things in his face. Trivia. A real vending machine was used for this scene. Bins and dispensers <laughs> were removed, and James squeezed in. Thanks. Anytime. <laughs> he tells Camille to hit like B7 or something. So how could he see that it was B7? Haley, I've looked at this from every angle. There's no, there's nothing. <laughs> You've probably seen the vending machine before. Can anyone point me to any moment where James Diamond shows any attention span or memory of past events? There's an episode in season four where he knows a lot of best friends facts about Kendall. And Kendall doesn't know things about him. And it's tragic. And Kendall's a bad friend. But James is a good that. friend. James is the best friend, is what we learned in this episode. Spoilers. So, um, is there another Kendall-Joe interlude? Nope. We go no. immediately to apartment 2J. Logan storms in. Well, he goes to walk in normally, but then the door <laughs> falls <laughs> off his hinges. Mrs. Knight is so upset. She's cleaning up the mess that Carlos left. 
Trivia, these are plastic plates. Uh, yeah, I could tell, because they didn't shatter when she dropped them. But they, like, edit in shattering noise. No, the trivia, too. The sounds of real plates were added for effect. Yep. <laughs> so Logan comes in and goes, I wish I was a girl! And this, like, distresses Mrs. Knight so much that she drops all of these plastic dishes so hard that they make ceramic plate breaking noises. I think she just wasn't prepared to have this conversation. But then Logan is like, oh, no, 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 no. I just want to go to this math lecture. It's all cool. Nothing else going on here. Trivia. The shelves in the background display robots and dinosaurs. Trivia. Somewhere in the apartment is also a picture of Kendall, Mom, and Katie, with Kendall holding a first place ribbon. Hey, guess what? We've seen this like three times in the show so far. We know about this picture. Well, I have some real trivia because I watched a whole bunch of Stephen Kramer Glickman videos. In the apartment, there's a painting on the wall of a robot attacking a city, and Stephen Kramer Glickman painted that. And then it was put into the show when they built the crib set, and then it just stayed there forever. (laughs) That's cute. Scott Fellows was like, if he gets to have this painting in the show, I get to have my dog (laughs) in the show. Yeah. I I have no other influence on this show. I need something. (laughs) So Mrs. Knight, because Logan was like, they won't let me in because it's an all-girls thing. And she's like, but you love Phoebe Nishi. Trivia, if he wasn't in L.A. working to be a pop star, Logan would be preparing for medical school. We know! (laughs) So Mrs. Knight's like, well, how badly do you want to go to this lecture? And he tells her, like, really, really bad, Mrs. Knight. And then smash cut, Logan is wearing a terrible bright red sweater dress and a matching headband and a wig. And Mrs. Knight, you did such a bad job that you're... (laughs) He looks looks like Mabel Pines. (laughs) But the support is cute. And it's, yeah. it was nice of her, but man, she did terrible. I like the continuity where she's just like extremely eager always to help people sneak into things using disguises. <laughs> no, it's that weird pack loyalty thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which really comes into play with, again, with Katie's whole plot with Kendall. Like, why the fuck yeah. would you take his side? It's either pack loyalty or she's really bored and wants the drama and doesn't care Ooh. about the consequences for her own brother. But if it works out, then it's great and she likes her brother enough or that's cool. But if it doesn't... Yeah, I mean, if it doesn't work out, worst case, he has an awkward situation with a girl. No, that's never happened Which is not the before. first time that's ever happened. With the same <laughs> it girl? it won't be the last so now we get the showdown of the century, which is Poppy versus Bitters, because Bitters is about to be accused. Trivia. Bitters' first name is Reginald. Trivia. His favorite food is french fries. <laughs> yep. Yep. Is that real trivia? Yep. Yes! <laughs> Confirmed canon. Favorite food. <laughs> so they go to the front desk to ask Bitters for security footage of the hallway outside 2J. Bitters says that he's busy and to come back never. (laughs) (laughs) And Poppy, he's about to leap over the table and physically attack Mr. Bitters, but Carlos is like, hey, dad, whoa, let me handle this. (laughs) He explains someone stole his helmet, can we please watch the hallway surveillance video? And then Mr. Bitters is being bitter and says that is private Promwood's property there's no way i'm going to and carlos is like oh well i tried dad and then he lets his dad do his thing which is apparently to staple a man to his desk by his own necktie (laughs) his favorite tie so just real quick can you picture any of the other boys effectively utilizing good cop bad cop 
without discussing it beforehand. No. He's the smartest one. Could you imagine Kendall initiating good cop, bad cop? He would initiate it, but the other guy wouldn't know what was happening and they'd ruin it immediately. Exactly. So he'd have to just go along with whatever they say. James couldn't. He would get. He would be too worked up to play mm-hmm. good cop. Logan couldn't because he's a mess. <laughs> and Carlos is like so emotionally invested in this specific mystery and he manages to pull good cop out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. I just don't think they give him enough credit. Agreed. No, they absolutely do not. And this is a horrible situation. He shouldn't have used it in this specific situation, no, but still. This is, this is so bad to watch. I hated watching this. But stapling someone to their desk where their tie is kind of funny, and I'm really <laughs> bad, but it is kind of funny. And it's bad because police brutality, but... Oh yeah, Poppy literally says, remember, son, everyone's guilty until proven innocent. And like, I know it's... He says that in response to, they see Tyler on there, who's like a seven-year-old child, and then Carlos is like, well, it can't be him. And that's when his dad goes, remember, son, everyone's guilty until proven innocent. This this child is guilty. Awful. Also, okay, Carlos was raised by this and knows enough to recognize that it's wrong. So Buddha Bob had also gone into their apartment, and that's when he stops it, because Bitters is like, oh yeah, yep, that was him. <laughs> and they make him finish the tape, and they see Mr. Bitters went into their apartment, and then he gets stapled to the desk <laughs> again. Okay, now it's time. Now it's time for Kendall to be terrible, and he does it with a heart-shaped pizza that he displays from across the pool. So he... It wasn't baked that way. It was cut that way. No. He cut a pizza into a heart. I don't think he did. I think it was baked that way because trivia... Okay, sorry. First, it does a different trivia fact because Katie is sitting near Joe over by the pool and she's reading that magazine that they had gotten their photo in, in Big Time Photo Shoot, and it's the same issue because it's a Dak Attack one. So it gives us the trivia. Dak Sivan is Katie's teen heartthrob crush. He's played by Kurt Hansen. But then they don't bring up any of the interesting Kurt Hansen facts. <laughs> That's it. Um, and then what's the second? Oh, so we find out that the pizza came from an actual pizzeria in Burbank that sells heart-shaped pizzas all year. So I don't oh. think it was cut like that. So yeah, Joe pretends to be amused at the pizza at first, but then she grabs a sign from next to her and holds it up and just says boyfriends. When did she make she, that? She's She knew she would need it. She had to make a Wiley Coyote sign that says boyfriend to try to fend this horrible teenage boy off. So she can do it from a distance too. But she's on the phone with her mom saying that she's spending the day with a very nice boy. And then she says, no, he thinks I have a boyfriend. And then you see that Katie's like listening in from behind her pop tiger. Joe says, career first, boyfriend later, remember? Respect her. Yeah. Trivia. October is National Pizza Month. This episode aired in March. Yeah, for, just for the record. I love that there weren't enough big time rush fun facts. They had to bring in pizza fun facts because they couldn't find yeah. enough facts about the show Big Time Rush. Katie immediately goes to tell Kendall. She grabs him by the ear and drags him away mid conversation from Joe, <laughs> and then immediately says, "You are a chump." <laughs> no, I do wish she had done that in every conversation as well. That would have yeah. made things better. I wish that she had just, hey, stop, you're being an <laughs> idiot, and then left it there. She's craving the drama. Yeah. And then she explains, you're going after a girl who's lying about having a boyfriend. 
And this is where Kendall goes. He first, he like spins around and looks back at her. And then there's that, uh, 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 oh. And then he turns back to Katie, but he's like hunched over as he does it. So he's like <laughs> leads with his face as he spins around. And then he goes, say what? And then, and then it cuts to commercial break immediately. <laughs> it's just peak cartoony in this episode. That line haunts me. Just the line and the delivery and the hunched over. <laughs> Specifically that it's just hard to look at. Yes. He looks like a puppet pretending to be a man. <laughs> He's got that kind of face. <laughs> you have to stop saying things about Kendall's face. Please come on our show. This is not going to come on our show if you keep saying things. No, we have, to, we have to tear him down so he can come on the show to defend himself. <laughs> Kendall, defend your choices. I think Kendall's actually my favorite at this one moment in my life, which <laughs> yes. was never the case as a middle schooler, so I'm just adjusting. Can we talk about this show now, please? Yeah. yeah so Kendall goes back to Joe. He has a quick discussion with Katie. She tells him to do that one second, my sister is crazy look. And so he looks back at Joe and does moves his hands really wildly and then like does a cuckoo motion. Some Waluigi maneuvers. <laughs> if I saw somebody do that, my thought would not be, oh, it's the one second my little sister has crazy motion. It's, he's having a stroke. He's still hunched. It looks like he's mocking Joe specifically. Like, he's looking yeah. her in the eyes. And I would feel like he's really targeting me in a bad, she looks in a confused. way. And then eventually she just kind of, like, nods, like, oh, okay. She's recognized that this man is insane. Ooh, maybe she just thinks that he's absolutely crazy. And now she's a little afraid. Ooh. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, yeah, no, oh, I don't actually no. want to dive into this, but... Oh, no. You could definitely read it. That's the most terrifying read of this entire show. Oh, God. Anyway, he goes back over to Joe, and he sits down at the table. And she's like, oh, what do you want to talk about? Uh, your boyfriend. What's his name? What's his favorite sport? Is he allergic to shellfish? And she uh, is trying to explain that Travis doesn't really talk about sports. Or his allergies. And then Kendall goes, Are you sure you have a boyfriend? I mean, I've heard stories of girls who make up fake boyfriends. Like, yeah? That's so rude. He's nagging her. And then she's panicking because this man is insane and terrifying and crazy. (laughs) She's like, Oh, no, my, my totally real boyfriend, Travis, is coming to visit me today. Because she's trying to get this fucking guy off her back. She, like, turns around and you see her, like, panicked face. She's like, what? What the fuck did I just do? She's terrified and I'm so scared for her. Yeah. And then Kendall is so fucking smug. I hate his fucking dumb smug face. Usually his smug face is fun, like when he's fighting Gustavo or being the bad boy. But this sucks. This is the worst. They, like, get up and they're, like, shouting each other, like, fine, fine, I'll see you then, fine. And then, like, storm away, and the pizza is still there on the table, and I expected one of them to come back and take the pizza, but they didn't. Anyway, lies and deceit are a great foundation for any relationship. Right, like, this is obviously the show setting up that they're about to get together. The reason she's lying is because she doesn't want him to be doing this. She's not, she doesn't want it. And the message of this is, if you are aggressive enough you can wear her down well it's because kendall's all about if you see your dreams you gotta reach out and take them they're not gonna come to you yeah yeah but there are certain things that that should not apply to 
No, he just doesn't realize that. So it is unfortunately in character. And that's it's not. unfortunately so in character. But I want to like Kendall so much, and I often do, but then he does this. Let's talk about Camille. Leah, well, yeah, let's talk about James's abs again, please. I'm begging. They're the same audition room set that Katie and Mrs. Knight were in when Katie was auditioning for all of those commercials. They're the only ones in costumes. Everyone else is in regular people clothing. Because Camille is method. Hey, um, do you remember, like, five episodes ago, when they came back from rehearsing and they were so exhausted from a full day of rehearsing and they just couldn't, They just, all they wanted to do was just sit down by the pool and they were so tired... How does James think that he's going to add an acting career into his current life? He didn't. No, remember, he was acting like he was thinking. He did not think any of this through. (laughs) So right now he's nervous. He thinks he has butterflies in his stomach. Right behind his washboard abs. The trivia said, ab count, three. (laughs) I'm painfully aware. Apparently, if you're wondering about the picture frames behind them of all those random people, there's just like headshots of all these people. They were prop rentals, I guess. So they just rented pictures of people's faces to put they on the wall. They couldn't even take pictures of like the the crew and have a fun little Easter egg. Camille says, "Enough with the abs." <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me. I know. Anytime he takes his shirt off. <laughs> uh, so Camille gets called. She has something up her sleeve. And it is explosives. (laughs) Everyone in the waiting room jumps. Like, it shakes the entire building. She's so powerful. And then James is next. The last time we saw him do auditions, he kept trying to switch his audition number because he was nervous. But now he's... Mm -hmm. He doesn't give a shit about this. He's having a great time. Well, he already got the boy band career. Yeah, this is literally just, hey, it's my day off. What should I do? Yeah. <laughs> the condition upon entering the audition room was that he doesn't have any explosives on him, so he was allowed to enter. And then the casting director just immediately reads him and says, <laughs> how about forget the lines and just smile? And then Famous starts playing as we get a montage of <laughs> James just modeling for the camera. And the casting director loving it. Yeah, no, she's just pro James. Yeah, she's having a great time as well. James comes out. And he and Camille go to leave, and she disappears in a puff of smoke, and I really thought she was an actual witch for a minute. Everyone else in the waiting room was, like, shocked. They had no idea what happened. (laughs) So my two theories are, one, that Camille disappearing was a peek into James's imagination. Ooh. But that doesn't explain everyone else. Well, he was imagining what the room would look like. No, he doesn't think this much. <laughs> um, the second possibility is that magic is real in the big time universe, and Camille has it. I like that one. But only uses it in this one specific moment, yes. and maybe a couple of other times. So we'll have to keep an eye out for Camille magic, because she uses it sparingly. Well, this was the only, I think, real magic that she uses in the whole episode. Well, yeah. She could have used real magic, and she would have killed that audition. Or killed the casting director. Right. <laughs> So everyone thinks she just apparated back to the palm woods, and then she <laughs> walks back into the frame and is like... She goes, you coming or what? And James just goes with it. He's like, yeah, let's go. <laughs> let's go back to the bad subplots. The bad subplot. It's time for the lobby test. So Logan thinks that girls say... Um, bleep, blop, bloop. That's his thing. He says it a lot. 
this guy walks by and um, he goes, hey, how's it going? And Logan goes, hey, chilling, you know, doing my thing. Bleep, blop, bloop. <laughs> uh, trivia, Logan is great at doing voices and can do an impressive British accent. That's and- not true! <laughs> okay, but as Logan is responding to that guy, the guy does this weird like swivel thing with his body. Did you guys notice that? Yeah. That's also the guy who we see in like two scenes from now. Spoiler alert. Is it? Uh, yeah. That's fake Travis. He was on like a season of Arrow. Interesting. <laughs> I cannot imagine him outside of the Pomlins lobby. <laughs> Can I just say, I think this would have been good. I thought that Joe was going to try and I realized, no, this wouldn't work. I thought Joe would hear about James's desire to act and hire him to play fake Travis. That would be oh so Oh my god, fun. that would be better than... Kendall would just have to... Well, because this guy... So we know he already, like, lives in the Palmwoods because he's hanging around in the lobby. So Kendall has lived here for much longer than Joe. So she just hired some guy who lived there just hoping Kendall has never seen him or met him. <laughs> This guy who's supposed to be visiting for one day. And obviously he's going to be around after this. What was she going to do? Just start fake dating him? <gasps> and then they would really That would be fun. Them. It depends on how much she wants to avoid dating Kendall. Right. I love the idea of her, like, fake dating this guy. And he's an actor and she's an actor. And they just are hanging. But then every time Kendall comes up, or any of the boys come up, they got to be like, oh, yeah, we're dating. But they're just actual friends. And the boys have zero understanding of male and female friendships and they're just like oh yeah james is learning about it that's true james is doing so well but he won't always again he doesn't remember anything it's very selective i think it's just that he's not attracted to camille it's not about him being attracted to women it's about him wanting women to be attracted to him like she doesn't give a shit about his abs or anything so james knows she's not really attracted to him but he doesn't mind which is weird so how is he not mad that she's in a Logan and not him, though? Because that's a theme. Because he's the prettiest one. Right. In James's mind, Camille's crazy. And that explains away her liking Logan and not him. I guess. I like to think that she's just chill and he, like, it sounds gross. I was going to say he doesn't think of her, like, as a girl because he, like, actually knows her as a person. Which doesn't always make things good for James, but... Maybe just once he actually gets to know a person, he is a normal human being. I don't know. That's true. It's probably a mix of that. We will discuss it next episode, for sure. So, Mrs. Knight's like, that's not how girls talk! She tells him to speak higher, and now he's like, Ooh, hey gang, hi! Oh, how you doing? Oh, hey girl, love the shoes! Ha 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 ha! So that's his new vibe, which apparently works because everyone's reacting really favorably to it. Now Bitters is stapled to the wall by his entire suit. Yeah, Carlos and Poppy both have staplers and they're just (laughs) (laughs) going at him. This episode is like genuinely upsetting. It's such an upsetting episode and I wish it was just James and Camille. I know. I wish that the worst thing in this episode was James's abs. Okay, I wish it was just James and Camille, and also the scene where Logan tries to go into the school and the woman beats him with the cardboard cutout of Phoebe Nishi. Agreed. Uh, so Bitters admits that someone had stolen his baloney. He went into a few apartments to look for it, which is also a wild thing to do. <laughs> so someone stole Bitters' baloney, and someone stole a lava lamp from 3B. 
and the disco ball from the game room. We never see this game room. What is this game room? How did the boys not hang out in there all the time? I know. Yeah, none of them called the game room when they went to Because it's be garbage. And that's saying something because they love the pool. It just has like a pool table in it and like half of the balls are missing and there's one stick. And a, and disco, a disco ball. ball. <laughs> and a disco ball. And they also stole the bearskin rug from Vitter's office. I hate this man. He's vile. This is when Tyler shows up and asks to be hidden from his mother like he tends to do. There's a very fast techno remix of In the Hall of the Mountain King playing for like four <laughs> seconds. <laughs> they tell Tyler what's going on and he's like, my froggy slippers were stolen and I felt genuinely bad for him. I was so sad about his froggy slippers. The trivia also tells us at this point that Tyler's mom wants him to be an actor, but Tyler just wants to be a kid. Thanks, trivia. Didn't learn that in the pilot or anything. So then Buddha Bob walks by and he's listening to Famous, which has not been released yet. Did they give him a demo? I hope they did because that's cute. And they're all so distraught that he could possibly be the The stealer. stealer. I'm glad that neither of us could find the word thief. (laughs) So they go to run off after their suspect, but they leave Mr. Bitters behind who's still stapled to the wall. (laughs) They feel bad about it, and they return to him with a staple remover, and Carlos is holding a hammer. Can you remove staples with a hammer? If you try really hard. He wasn't holding a hammer before. Does he just have a bunch of hammers on him at all times? Because the sledgehammer that he opened Gustavo's living room fridge with just came out of nowhere. (laughs) Everyone has one superpower that they use sparingly. So Camille's is to, like, disappear. Carlos is to conjure hammers. Yes. I don't know anyone else's yet. Kendall's is being terrible. I don't know if that's it. I think Kendall's is just luck. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing should work out for Kendall. He screamed at the producer who was looking for a new voice, tried to beat him up. He got dragged up by security guards, and this producer showed up at his home to ask him to move to LA to be famous and to bring all of his friends with him, which is all Kendall's ever wanted, to hang out with his friends and help them achieve their dreams. And also... The crib happened. I was about to say, everything that happened in Big Time Crib should not have happened. (laughs) No, actually, I think that all succeeded due to Logan's great Griffin impression. No, (laughs) because that didn't get the mom out of the apartment. True. And he does all this weird stuff with Joe, and somehow they are together. Yeah, but I think that's her fear. Okay, but it's less scary if it's, like, luck. Yeah, no, I much prefer that one. I'm just really stuck in this dark place right now. (laughs) So now James and Camille are back at the apartment, and they're waiting for the casting director to call. Camille's saying they're going to call, but remember, don't get upset if we don't get a role. Another part of acting is conquering rejection. And then her phone rings, and then she answers it. She's like, yes, really? Got it. Thanks. And then she hangs up, and James is like, oh, you got the part. And she starts crying. She's like, no, but see how well I handled the rejection? And it's really sad. I want her to succeed. But then James's flip phone rings, so he (laughs) answers that. And what the lady says is, James, congratulations, you got the part. You're Memnock, the warlock with great abs. So she also doesn't say who she is. Which is the normal way to answer a phone. <laughs> but I, I don't imagine there's a lot of people who would call you and say you're Mumnock, the warlock with great abs. <laughs> so I'm sure he got there. 
And then he's like, really? He's excited for a second, but then he sees how sad Camille is. And then he pretends that he is just told that he didn't get the job. And, and he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, my acting coach did say I need to learn how to handle rejection. That's too bad. Thanks for calling. And then hangs up on this lady who wants him to play Memnock, the warlock with great abs. <laughs> it's honestly for the best. He couldn't do this. He doesn't have free time. This is their one day. <laughs> this is their someday. <laughs> Yeah, Camille's like, don't worry, you know, we'll get him next time. I didn't get a part until my 30-second audition. And they did their little, like, fist bump handshake. They're so cute! And then Camille goes, and now this witch has to fly! And she starts flying. He says, when did you put wires in my apartment? She's like, I did it this morning. <laughs> Trivia. Effects supervisors lifted Camille in a harness with pulleys. An effects artist went through the footage frame by frame and digitally painted the wires out. A long process. Oh my god. Which is fun because they could have just left it in because he acknowledged the wires. Yeah. Can we talk about the Phoebe Nashi seminar and just get that um, over with? I can guess. we just like skip it? This is our podcast. We can do whatever we want. <laughs> Let's cover it real quick and then we can decide. They're in this just classroom and Logan is in his outfit and his makeup and his wig and he's very excited because this is his favorite math lady. And then she walks in, and then everyone's clapping, and Logan goes, she's so gorgeous. And then everyone looks at him like he's insane, which is wild, because this is an all-women's college, so how is everyone not a lesbian? <laughs> I know. <laughs> is it a college? I thought it was a high school. Oh, is it a high school? Yeah. Oh. Even more reason. Trivia, the Pythagorean theorem is credited to the Greek mathematician Pythagoras. Thanks. <laughs> also, why did she start a math lecture with the Pythagorean theorem? Where was she going? Because it's a groundbreaking equation, even though it was discovered by a boy. <laughs> I mean, just between us girls, it's a known fact. Boys are not as smart as girls. This is how girls talk. I, it's how I talk, certainly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing, though, because on one level, it's, like, funny, because it's just, it's funny. They're like, huh, boys suck. <laughs> and that's always a little funny. But then Logan's... Trying to, he's like, um, I don't think that's a very fair statement because some boys are very smart. And then she just completely dunks on him. What's rough is that your voice was not as high as Logan's voice. I can try harder. Oh no, I'm not saying try harder. I'm just saying like, some boys are very smart. <laughs> His approximation of a girl voice is so far it's, removed no from. No one has ever sounded like that. And the way Phoebe Nishi responds to this statement about how some boys are smart she goes i have yet to meet a one boy who fully understands my book <laughs> and it kills me how she just they keep using the word boy they never say men yeah and also like she doesn't let boys into her lectures right this is where logan loses his school and then he, he goes yeah well um that's crazy because i understood it and then he rips off his wig and goes i'm a boy Clearly, actually, he didn't get it, because if he understood it, he would know that boys are not as smart as girls, which I'm sure was in the text. <laughs> Math is hot is what it's all about. I'm still not over it. Like, that's what she decided to call her book. Well, if you look, on, it was part of a Learning is Hot series. Got it. So I don't think that's completely her fault. Logan reveals that he is a boy, and <laughs> all of the girls... Wait, are you going to say what his line is? Because he does the whole, oh yeah, what do you girls think about that? You like that? You like that? And then they all stand up and look really menacing. And he goes, so you don't like that. And I don't like that when he says that. No, I 
It's not the first time he's done that. It happened in the Bad Boy episode for sure. I also didn't like that. Uh, Luckily, this time he gets the shit beaten out of him. But they all point at him and yell, boy! (laughs) Well, they're they're kicking him out because there, it's always girl time. Yeah. But not, it's like girl time for TERFs. That's where it really kind of sinks in. And that's unfortunate and not something that I expected to talk about in our Big Time Rush podcast. That's not the kind of girl time that we endorse or support. It's a bad episode. (laughs) It's not good. Because now we're back for more not good things by Kendall. (laughs) I'm sorry, just picturing if he had like a line of products. (laughs) (laughs) Bad things by Kendall. More bad things. Okay. So, um, Joe's fake boyfriend Travis shows up. Can I give you some trivia? Please. Travis is played by Parker Young, who is the weird swivel guy. And the name Parker is a gender-neutral name. I have a gender-neutral name, too. Also, on IMDb, he is credited as Travis. Like, she found an actor whose real-life name is Travis, and he still could not remember. (laughs) (laughs) And that's because later she says, oh, I had to hire a stupid actor who can't even remember his name. Kendall goes, well, it's very nice to meet you, Trevor, right? And then he's like, yeah, right. And then Kendall's like, ha, he immediately is, he's all smug because he caught her in her plan. And he's trying to cover it up. He's like, no, I'm, I'm Trenton, Chalfaz, Trixie. <laughs> and then that's when he gets fired because his name is Travis. And he probably doesn't get his 20 bucks. I'm not pro this at all, but just because it's in line with the episode, Joe could have gaslit him so hard, been like, no, I said Trevor. You misremembered. Oh, she could have gotten out of so much. So then they start arguing because they lied to each other and he set her up. Kendall doesn't like girls who lie to him. And Joe doesn't like boys who catch her in her lies and force her to hire terrible actors who can't remember their lines. Their names. I think that's very important. They can't remember their names. Which is even funnier if his real life name is Travis. (laughs) (laughs) But like, she only paid him $20 for this. We don't know if she actually ends up paying him. True. Right, and I don't even know if she remembered that she said the name Travis. So she probably didn't even remember to tell him his name, and then got mad at him for not remembering something she didn't (laughs) tell him. Kendall brings out the worst in her. Absolutely. They bring out the worst in each other. Oh my god. Kendall's not this terrible. Kendall's, Mm -hmm. like, pretty cool when he's not around Joe. Yeah, no, they're just very toxic for each other. I really like them both as characters, except when they're interacting. Yeah. Let's alienate those Joe Kendall shippers. Anyway, well, because they both storm off, but then they kind of, like, walk back into frame, and then Kendall asks her out if she wants to go to the movie sometime, and she says, yeah, I'd like that. They don't set a date. No, it's just sometime. And Katie's like, I don't think I completely get the whole teenage datey thing. And he goes, I'm not sure I do either, baby sister. Do you guys remember all those times from childhood when you called your younger siblings baby siblings? Neither do I. <laughs> um, so he's trimming the strawberry by the Palmwoods pool, Buddha Bob is. And he's like dancing, having a good time. And trivia, Buddha Bob is played by Darren Norris. Buddha Bob loves his chainsaw. Real life actor Darren Norris loves golf. <laughs> and then it gives us a bunch of characters Darren Norris has also played. And we've already talked about that. So Poppy's about to jump on Buddha Bob. 
and he takes his helmet off for this? He gives it to Carlos, and he's like, if anything happens to me, I want you to have this. If nothing happens to me, I want it back. So he goes to do a flying leap at Buddha Bob, but Buddha Bob's leaning down to, like, get another gardening tool or something, so he just flies over the planter <laughs> and smashes headfirst into the wall behind it? Is that correct? Cushion! And then he does admit that he should have kept his helmet on for that one. Buddha Bob has no idea what's going on. He was just doing his thing with the hedge clippers. Doing his paid job, he starts getting interrogated about all these people's personal belongings. This poor guy has no idea what's happening. Right. And then he looks down and says, and my portable music playing device. It's his portable electrified music playing machine. Carlos and his dad in perfect unison are just your stereo. And then they see lightning by the poolside. Well, lightning was in the video, too. But they see lightning go into those... What are those, like, pool tents called? Cabanas. A cabana. So he goes into a cabana with a closed curtain. They have to go investigate. And he zips it with his little pot. So they go and they open the cabana and they find there's a dog party <laughs> inside the cabana. So they got music playing from the stereo and the disco ball is going... And then Carlos's helmet is there filled with meat. The baloney. Yes. The baloney's there. And Mr. Garcia goes, bad dog. And then the fake paws come up to cover Lightning's eyes. And then there's like a police siren sound. Did they arrest Lightning? I don't know. But I do know that Lightning, the TV wonder dog's real name is Morgan. Lightning is a terrier mix and loves visiting kids at the hospital and making them Aww. smile. I know that's very sweet. Okay, that's cute. I was about to say I don't want to know anything about lightning, but then you said an actual fun fact. (laughs) Carlos, James, and Kendall are back in 2J, and they can't wait to tell each other about what they did with their days, and they are arguing about who gets to go first. And then, (laughs) Logan... So the door comes off of its hinges once again to reveal Logan, who is not in great shape. He's destroyed... Yeah, the clothing's all ripped. He is having trouble walking on his high heels, and he looks like he's about to die. And then he collapses. And then as as he collapses, we immediately get a trivia fact. That's a fully working arcade machine. (laughs) 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 Um, But all the boys run to help him up. And as they're helping him up, one of them goes, oh, she's fine, she's fine. Which is cute because they're like, oh, maybe Logan's experimenting with some gender expression. So maybe maybe it's she pronouns, which probably isn't the intention, but I like reading it that way because that's <laughs> kind of cute. They're just trying to be supportive, but they also like don't know what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> so bad episode. Oh, absolutely oh. bad. Yeah, because when I think about like the James and Camille scenes, I'm just like, oh, yeah, fun episode. But then I remember any other plot line and I get mm-hmm. sad. Like, it's all just big-time filler. I guess Kendall and Joe's plot is, like, it advances the plot somewhat, yeah. but not in a way that I enjoy or want to have. They could have done so many things. They could have had their relationship play out in so many, so many other ways, and they didn't. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to be, who to be specifically upset with for this, because it just gets worse. 
it was almost 11 years ago that this aired and like things are different now but oh my god it was never good though i never because i always like them as individual characters but whenever there's whenever they're together it was never enjoyable i'm sorry i know there's people out there who do like them because they like make gift sets of them and get really emotional about the world by music video which is actually just the funniest fucking music video (laughs) i've ever seen in my life Oh, God. Does anyone have any extra facts? Because I am plum out of trivia. <laughs> I looked stuff up and I didn't find anything interesting. Because I Agreed. think they saved them all for the DVD. So, have to go. Our pants are cold. <laughs> Join us next time for Big Time Demos, which is an actually, like, I don't know if it's good, but in comparison to this one, I had a great time. Yeah. Bye. Fun fact, Carlos's dad is played by Eric Estrada. Oh, God. Yeah, this is what we live with. Ashton, you should talk because it won't affect you. Real ghostly, I must say. So This is our home. (laughs) We pay money to be here. We pay so much money. (laughs) We pay way too much money to be here. Oh my god. (laughs) Alright, Ashton, okay, pick it up. So, Carlos. (laughs)